Life on our streets in Toronto is becoming increasingly perilous. Tragically, 2018 is proving to be a grim one when it comes to pedestrian and cyclist injuries and deaths. And Vision Zero? The city's adoption of the international goal to bring pedestrian deaths to zero by 2021 is looking increasingly tenuous. Toronto, what can we do? You're listening to Street Peace, a new podcast from Truths TO and RSA Canada. It's a show advocating for a 360-degree approach to street safety in Toronto. With collisions involving pedestrians, cyclists, and drivers hitting almost crisis levels this summer, 2018, now is the time to discuss what role each of us play in keeping our streets safe and decreasing the number of tragic incidents on the roads. Time is of the essence. I'm Ken Evans, a CSR partner of RSA Canada, and I'll be your guide in this podcast series. Joining me for the first episode are three very, very special guests. Donna Ince, Senior Vice President of Personal Insurance of RSA Canada. Kristen Wong-Tam, Toronto City Councillor, Ward 27th, right downtown here in Toronto. And Nancy Smith-Lee, a director, the director rather, of the Toronto Centre for Active Transportation. Thank you all for joining me. Just quickly, I'm going to go around the table and I'm going to start with Kristen. How would you depict the situation uh, in terms of the safety on our streets? I would say that it's uh, it's gotten worse. Uh, residents uh, have expressed to me that they're feeling that the road conditions are, are unsafe. Uh, whether you're a cyclist or a pedestrian, transit user or driver, everyone seems to be quite frustrated uh, about uh, the conflicts that they are seeing and, and what we call, I guess, near messes. And the road violence, of course, uh, can result uh, in devastating outcomes, uh, especially for the vulnerable road user that is struck uh, by a fast-moving vehicle. Uh, it is permanent injury if uh, if you can uh, not recover from it, and of course it is uh, it's death, and it doesn't just harm that one individual, but it literally scars the family and the community. Um, so we certainly need to do more, um, and I think that's the challenge before us right now. And Nancy, obviously, it's been a really tricky summer, especially in terms of the safety on our roads uh, or the lack thereof. Just quickly, how would you depict the situation as you see it in terms of the work and the research uh, that you do at uh, TCAT? I would agree with Kristen that we're um, definitely seeing um, an increase in um, in fatalities and injuries and in, in on the streets. Um, I, I wanted to uh, just uh, make the the point about Vision Zero. I think there is. Um, there's a recent poll that showed that Torontonians don't really understand what Vision Zero is. Um, and it's uh, it's really a revolutionary movement that started in Sweden 20 years ago and has resulted in that country now having one of the lowest rates of traffic fatalities in the world. So it's a new approach to road safety that has a simple yet pretty powerful moral imperative that no loss of life on public roads is acceptable. So the traditional approach to road safety uh, really relies heavily on road user education. And that's an approach that actually rests on the assumption that it's not possible to reach everyone. Um, and so injuries and fatalities are really the price that we have to pay. So the Vision Zero approach is, it's its the onus of responsibility is on the road designers to ensure that they're building forgiving streets that accommodate the mistakes that humans inevitably make. I think that's a, it's an important point because Vision Zero is relatively new. In our city, it's been 20 years uh, in play in Sweden. So, so to your point, it's early days. Uh, Donna, from from your perspective, uh, both as a resident of the city, but also within uh, uh, being a, a senior executive within an insurance company, how would you depict the situation as you see it right now? 
So, I mean, I, I would would agree that we're definitely seeing um, an increase in uh, some some fairly devastating uh, accidents. Uh, I think, you know, um, from an insurance perspective, we were hopeful that some of the new technology that you're seeing in vehicles uh, would actually help prevent accidents uh, and prevent more serious injury. What we're actually seeing is that the distracted driving element of it is um, negating or or nullifying the the, uh, the those benefits that you would expect from that kind of technology, and and it's actually uh, we're not we're not seeing the drop we would expect from these types of vehicles. So the distracted driving. Um, which which plays a big big role in in those accidents, but but also again, there's there's just more congestion. There's there's more people uh, cycling. There's more people walking, um, and that just uh, makes for a, a pretty dangerous situation sometimes. And uh, and Kristen, coming to uh, to your exp- experience working with uh, your colleagues at City Council, you know, consensus is is tricky. Uh, consensus certainly around what we do with our roads uh, from a design perspective, be it bike lanes, be it speed. Is, uh, is proving really tricky. Um, how is that conversation going? Uh, what can we expect out of City Council uh, when it comes to our uh, streets? I think that there are times where we get really fired up over dogma and, uh, and we start to fight over um, different uh, types of constituents that we believe we're serving. So my colleagues may represent a more suburban area uh, where the car rules supreme, uh, and that's because they're oftentimes in transit deserts or perhaps the transit is not reliable, connected, or affordable. Um, and, and we need to acknowledge that that is not going to help move people out of their cars and onto public transit. And so my colleagues who represent those areas will be advocating for wider roads, reduced speed limits, uh, sorry, uh, faster speed limits, I should say, um, and uh, and to make sure that there aren't uh, annoying things such as stop signs and pedestrian crossovers and that they get to move people and goods and services as quickly as possible. Um, as a councillor who represents a very urban part of the city and probably the most urban part of the city, I have a very different approach uh, and that's because the roads are very narrow in the old city of Toronto and we have all types of users out there, uh, including uh, a lot of of cyclists and increasing numbers of cyclists of all ages and all abilities using the roadways. And we also have transit and we have uh, pedestrians and of course we have uh, lots of motor vehicle um, drivers. Um, so I would be advocating for something um, that's probably going to require more uh, modal sharing uh, and uh, and active transportation. Um, but it doesn't have to be uh, this polarization of, of, of you know us and them. Uh, really there's a lot more that we can that we can use to bring us together. And I think that we need to lead those decisions, uh, political decisions, by by setting forth some visions and value statements that we can um, all rally around. Uh, and that includes the fact that we have a shared responsibility on the road to keep each other safe. Uh, we need to design out uh, systems uh, that perhaps create dangerous uh, environments on the road. Uh, and we need to make sure that the, uh, that the opportunity for change around traffic operations can happen uh, much more quickly than it does. Picking up on uh, on what Kristen said about uh, you know a shared responsibility, Donna, uh, about um, about how we bring some safety, how we bring better safety and civility to our streets. That's kind of the essence of uh, Truce TO. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, because Truce TO is about bringing a sense of empathy back to the streets, a sense of civility back to the streets. It's not to uh, discount the importance of design and infrastructure, but it's also 
to, to bring some awareness and mindfulness, right? The design part of the solution uh, is absolutely important and, and, and we're not going to be able to get around that, but it is expensive, it takes time. And, and our, our view from our campaign is really about what do we do in the interim? How do we get people starting to think about the fact that they do need to be more civil? They do need to be more empathetic to the folks that they share the road with because they're their neighbors, they're their 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 friends, their family. So, um, what we're trying to position is that there is some opportunity here to help move this along or support the infrastructure change with uh, behavior modification and education. So, how do you do that? So, this is not just about um, the drivers needing to manage their their behavior, but it's also about cyclists and pedestrians. Um, um, around thinking about how do they engage with each other on the street. So uh, one of the things that we see really important is is the education element. So do people understand what the road signs are? Do they know as a driver how to maneuver uh, around a bike lane when they're turning right? I'll be quite honest, um, that's a challenge for me. Um, I have to maneuver one every day and, and I check and check and recheck and I still don't know if I'm quite doing it right. Uh, so. It's really important that we're thinking about um, some of those behavior modifications that are actually pretty, pretty easy, pretty small. So things like if you're a pedestrian and you're crossing the street, you know, one of the things they tell you is you need to look the driver in the eye if you see them turning right. Um, that's a small thing to do. It doesn't cost anything, and it's just it's just the right thing to do. Um, so everyone taking uh, some responsibility for themselves, but also for others uh, and, and the role that they play on the road. But some people would say, um, and that, and again, it goes back to this being a heated debate, that asking pedestrians and cyclists um, to be aware that they also have a responsibility and accountability on the streets in some ways is victim blaming. I and mean, what do you say to that to that kind of dialogue? So I think that's an interesting perspective, and I wouldn't want to um, disagree. But I would say I think you have to think about the fact that. Um, yes, the driver of a large vehicle has the imbalance of power, if you want to say, on the road. Um, but from my perspective, uh, being an insurer, we see many, many uh, victims of accidents, uh, whether that's a driver, or a pedestrian, or a cyclist. And I would tell you that um, that one moment of maybe not looking, that one moment of uh, driving too quickly, um, or not stepping onto the street off the sidewalk, sometimes those small moments are catastrophic. I, I just feel that it can't be all just resting with the driver. We have to have a responsibility. Some of these um, injuries, we can't bring them back to where they were before. It can be a death. Um, it could be quadriplegia, it could be paraplegia, PTSD. Um, those are things we can't take back once that accident happens. So the more I think we are um, engaged and aware of what's going on, um, yes, probably the the most responsibility lies with the driver. I wouldn't dispute that, but I would say that there is a role to play for everyone, and it, it needs to be a practical approach. And uh, Nancy, I, I know in terms of um, Toronto Centre for Active Transportation, very much focused on the design side. So how do you approach this conversation vis-a-vis you know, the VSV are trying to bring some civility and some behavioral change. Do you think that's a distraction to the to the design conversation? Well, that is my concern, um, is that I, I firmly believe, um, and I've seen from where, um, in other parts of the world where um, it's much safer, um, that that's really been uh, as a result of really radically changing the way that we design our streets. So I firmly believe that's the, the, the highest priority. 
Um, and not to say that, of, of course, we, we, need, um, we need education and training for all road users, particularly for drivers who hold the onus of responsibility because of the, the machine that they're using, which is very dangerous. Um, but I, I think that one of the things that concerns me about, you know, like a, a, an approach where um, it's about, well, the pedestrian should uh, try to have get the eye of the driver. Um, we have a lot of visually impaired pedestrians um, who are legitimate um, users um, of the streets, and um, they're they're not able to do that. And and it's it's extremely terrifying for them to have. Uh, drivers, um, you know, be uh, being aggressive around them and not obeying the rules of the road. And um, they rely on those on the traffic signals um, and and step out and they rely on their dogs or whatever. And so I think that that's that's just one example of why it's we we really need to to think clearly. I mean, I don't. It's not behavior change is not a quick fix. It's it's I would say it's it's as long term as des, as design change. So I I don't I think that. I, we, we clearly need, I mean, we need to improve our, our education and training, but um, it's, I just think we, it's, it's not a quick fix and we're, and we're kidding ourselves if we think that it is. But what do you say about uh, the concept? And, you know, you can bring this to a lot, of, uh, a lot of debates, a lot of disputes, that if we can't put ourselves in the shoes of the other, it's very difficult to actually come to any kind of consensus or conclusion, be it design, be it behavior. And right now, there seems to be a, a lack of that uh, capacity to to empathize. Um, I mean, what do you, do? You, would you agree with that? I mean, I clearly see really um, dangerous and scary behavior out on the streets. Absolutely, I don't know what the cause is. I don't know if it's a lack of empathy. Um, I, I what I do know is that we have um, streets that are facilitating. Um, really unsafe speed. And that's one of the key things that are, are killing, particularly um, uh, cyclists and pedestrians. If we can get that speed down and the, and the best way to do that is through design change, then at least when collisions happen, that people won't die as a result. And you're listening to Street Peace, a two-part podcast series from Truce TO and RSA Canada. Uh, Kristen, as a cyclist, as a pedestrian, um, living downtown in the downtown core, your constituents, um, based on the conversations you have with them, but also your own observations of being out and about uh, on foot or on your bike, do you have you sensed that a growing level of incivility um, between, between the people who are supposed to be sharing the road and not doing a great job at it? Yes, I think that invariably they will tell you that somebody else has harmed them or tried to harm them, uh, and very seldom is there a, is, is there some opportunity for self-reflection of perhaps what could I have done differently. And I would say that I, I entirely agree with Nancy. What Nancy is saying is that these uh, these type of opportunities for education do take a long time, um, and um, and and that's why she's focusing on the design of the road. Um, what I would like to say is that I think we really need to do it all together. Um, these are these are pillars that have to work together around ethics, around the philosophy of, of how do we use the roads together, how do we have a shared responsibility to keep each other safe, um, and then the, the creating those, those opportunities and mechanisms for tr transportation and tra uh, traffic change. Um, and so I, I really think that we, we need to own it together. I don't want to be uh, blaming anyone for anything. I want to say here's a big problem that exists in our city and cities across the world, as far as I 
can tell. Uh, people are are more distracted with their headphones. There's big TV screens popping out of the dashboard of these cars, despite the engineering changes to make them more safe. Um, so they're counseling each other out. Um, but at the same time, how do we all take responsibility that we can do better? And uh, and by doing that, I think we're going to be able to find that our, our innovation and our creative energy uh, and our desire to keep each other safe will actually produce that better result that we're looking for. You know, if I, I'm not a parent, but I've got six nieces and nephews, and I tell them all the time um, when I walk with them how to cross the road, how to how to stay safe on the playground. I, I actually work with them to make sure that they know that I want them to be um, living in a zero violence community, right? And that means also on the road. So I can't say that there's no responsibility for, for us as, as educators, as people who are our are caregivers. Um, and, and the same thing for, um, uh, for, for drivers. Absolutely, they go through driver training. But we also need to recognize that we have some responsibility to remind everybody um, that uh, we all have to take care of each other and be mindful of our own actions. Uh, so yes, drivers are driving that two-ton vehicle of, uh, of, of, of raging uh, machinery. They strike you, you die. And I've I've been hit by a car, and I I live. Uh, but I've got some pretty um, pretty serious scars and broken bones uh, that did not heal properly to show for it. Um, and I would like to say that it, it you know whose fault was it? It doesn't matter uh, at this point in time. What matters is that um, you know we can all have done better at that case. Donna, coming back to uh, Truce To, uh, there have been a number of of uh, grassroots uh, organizations and movements that have uh, started to come up this summer, partly because we are at a moment of perceived crisis and perhaps real crisis. Um, how can Trustio um, be a complement uh, to some of those other organizations? What, what, is, what is the, when you think about the notion of a truce, um, talk to us a little bit more about that and, and where, where you hope to see, uh, to see the program move or how, how it can start to continue to evolve. We thought uh, as, as a part of the community, we could help facilitate that three-way discussion because we know often the, when the debate is on the streets, it's, it gets pretty heated and it it's actually doesn't become a debate. It's, it can get quite out of hand. So we saw our opportunity to facilitate the discussion, um, to help with some of that education. So talk about, uh, provide some, um, some materials on some of the things that uh, we recognize through our own survey that people don't always understand. So even, you know, simple road signals how you maneuver uh, bike lanes if you're driving, uh, some tips on, on how to be uh, a safer pedestrian um, in, uh, in the city. We also saw an opportunity for people to make a pledge. Um, part of the campaign that we launched a couple of weeks ago was about uh, people standing and giving a pledge um, to, to be a more empathetic uh, person on the street, whether it didn't matter what role they played. Now, I will tell you with the launch, we almost all had uh, walkers and, and pedestrians and, and cyclists, not a lot of drivers. But the idea that someone is making a personal commitment um, was is a big part of that cam- campaign. So really it's about education uh, and driving that conversation and, and getting more more talk about it, um, you know, I, you know Distracted driving is definitely a, a, a great, uh, you know, position to have, but I, I, I think it's a little too narrow. We need we need to have a, a bigger conversation, and it needs to be again, community based. How do we all play a role in making the streets safer for everyone? And I think that education component is actually going to play a big theme in our our second episode on uh, street peace. But uh, Nancy, on the education front. Um, 
partly because infrastructure, certainly it's changing not nearly fast enough, and that's agreed, but it is changing. Um, and that impacts how people navigate uh, the streets, how drivers navigate the streets, how um, cyclists navigate the streets. How important is education? And, and again, how does it fit into, uh, into the mandated TCAP? So, I mean, I think that first I would say um, that, you know, everyone has a really critical role to play in making sure that our, we have a safer environment on the streets. Um, but I would say that the, the key role that people can play is to make sure that we're supporting those uh, street designs that will actually improve safety. And, um, and, and to keep track of what your counselor is doing um, on your behalf. And, um, you, know, you know, are they voting against a new bike lane? Are they voting against the Vision Zero road safety plan? And when, when the mayor and counselors vote against these things, they often claim it's because the, um, they're, it's what their constituents want. So, I mean, I think that it's really important for, for people to kind of follow what's happening um, at council and what counselors are doing on, on your behalf and to, and to pick up the phone and let them know. Because it's, to me, that's the biggest bang, bang for our buck we can have in improving civility is to ensure that we get those new road designs um, in that we need. And we're seeing them blocked at council. Um, we have the Vision Zero um, plan that's been approved, but when we have come to actually having those individual street projects that we need to improve safety, they're, they're getting um, turned down. Um, Kristen, I mean, we are coming up to uh, to a municipal election this fall. Is the conversation and the and the issue around safe streets um, is that only going to be an issue that's going to occupy the downtown constituency, the downtown core? Are the nearest suburbs uh, is that going to be uh, part of the conversation? I mean, where does this fit in? Do you think? I don't believe it will be the ballot box issue unless uh, residents in Scarborough start demanding sidewalks on the streets that are missing sidewalks uh, until cycling infrastructure is as important to North York residents as as uh, as are reducing speed limits in Etobicoke, uh, until we actually get to a place where these are the values that we want to, to base our road operations on. I don't think so. It will always be reactionary, um, and I think that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, we need to be be able to recognize that sometimes the political values are not going to be there uh, based on perhaps pressure points in the community. Um, and this is why I think I, I keep going back to, to values and, and vision when it comes to leadership and political leadership is that what type of outcome do we want? What type of society and city do we want? And we need to be able to agree on some very basic pieces first and foremost, and then work backwards to get there and build that critical path. Um, and, and I don't think we've actually gone through that exercise as a city, uh, as, uh, as residents of Toronto, of how do we, uh, you know, live together harmoniously in a, in a GTHA um, environment. Um, and I don't think so. And and I, I would say that, you know, Vision Zero um, is still, uh, obviously, Nancy has pointed out that it's in its infancy, but I don't think road safety is. I think road safety is something that didn't need to be called Vision Zero. We just knew that we wanted to arrive to where we were going in one piece and hopefully alive. And we always want, we've always wanted that in every single neighborhood. And uh, and I don't think that that is something that um, we, we can let go of, but we are also not going to get to where we're going unless we're able to tackle the problem honestly and stop with the blame game and start recognizing that each and every single one of us has to be each other's brothers and sisters and keepers. And Donna, quickly, Truce TO will continue to uh, continue to evolve and continue to influence the conversation that we're having. 
mostly between Torontonians and, and people who use our streets. Um, but you see, you see a future for it. So I, I think our next uh, our next stop in terms of a campaign is actually when the children go back to school in September. So we're looking to take another approach on the the campaign about again, uh, you know, children are mostly pedestrians um, or cyclists uh, to school. Uh, so we want to we want to be a part of that conversation and, and be a part of that dialogue uh, in the the coming weeks when the children uh, head back after Labor Day. So thank you all um, for joining us today, uh, Donna, uh, Nancy, and uh, Councillor Wong Tam. Very much appreciate. Um, and thank you for joining us today on Street Peace. Uh, that's all we, the time we have for this episode, but join us next time uh, when we delve into education, specifically when it comes to recognizing street signs and how to improve your driving skills and habits. Good day. <laughs>